When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We did not allow their science to dictate our outcome. Recognizing that I can plan for today. The way you see your child, the way you treat your child, that's mm-hmm. the way other people will view them and yeah. see them. And that's them. for all children. Well, and I would say to friends of people with kids with special needs, offer to help. Dear young married couple, did you know that 85 to 87% of couples who have children with disabilities get divorced? You know, life brings a lot of changes. And one of those changes are having a baby, for instance. And it brings on a lot of challenges when that change occurs. Would you say, though, that a couple who has a baby that they then find out that the baby has disabilities, that that brings on more challenges? Sure, there are different considerations, but does it actually cause more tension in their team, in their marriage and family and home? Right. Is it a necessity? Do you have to have a difficult time in their marriage? So let's hear from a couple that we have been friends with for a while, Brent and Tabitha Bertram. They're incredible. They have been married 23 years and they have three kiddos. Uh, They've been parents for 17. Their oldest is 17 years old and their oldest child has Down syndrome. And in this episode, they share that story. They didn't know um, until after they had the baby and they share all about that. And uh, I think their perspective is just so refreshing. Yes, we've watch them from afar, parent and uh, raise Jack, and they have done a fabulous job. And we decided to reach out to them and ask them for their perspective. Yeah. And this was actually a request by you guys. We had several people asking over the last year or so for an episode on um, keeping your marriage strong when you have kids with disabilities. Yeah. And by the way, if you do have ideas or something that you would like us to cover, we're here to serve you. So please let us know. Email us at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. And uh, we'd love to hear what you want to hear. So real quick background on Brent and Tabby. Um, Tabitha is a school principal, elementary school principal, bachelor's degree in liberal studies, master's in education, currently completing a doctorate in leadership. And uh, Brent is a building contractor. He's a licensed general contractor and mechanical engineering certification. They are hard workers and they've been doing all of this since before they had kids, by the way. So um, they've maintained their family as a priority. Well, their walk with God initially, their family, their church family, and their careers through all of this. You're going to enjoy it, so listen up. Well, welcome, Brent and Tabby. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. You guys are awesome. We admire you big time. Thank you. How long much. have Brent and Tabby been in our lives now? Well, your uh, life longer than mine, probably. Yeah, your dad's been in my life 
ever since I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. So a long time, at least 35 years. Yeah. And then I remember when we first started going to church together, which was, I want to say, around 17 years ago. And my sister became a babysitter for you guys. Yes. And then my other sister became a babysitter for you guys. Yes. And I we think, were so lucky. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we just have we a lot went, of connection. I went through yes. withdrawals when, when <laughs> she was moving on. Oh. So... Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys have so much to contribute today in this conversation about keeping your marriage strong when you have children who have disabilities or special needs. And uh, we're ready to dig into your story. So let's right. just start with like how you guys met. All right. Okay. Um, we met at church. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. And <laughs> <laughs> we went out on a date. And I think a week later, I asked him, do you think you're going to marry me? He said, yes. And we we're married nine months later. Oh, wow. my goodness. I think it was yeah. <laughs> yeah. kind of like that. That is awesome. How, how much do you really want? There, 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 there were a few more details in that. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Please yeah. do tell. No, she, um, no, um, I, I owe, I owe that to Bishop. Bishop mm. said, hey, have you noticed, uh, there's a new girl here, and and so I I took notice, and uh, yeah, it was it was kind of interesting. I, when I first asked her um, out, I believe um, she said, "I'm not looking for any new friends." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was very yeah, she's very That's direct. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not yeah, I'm I'm busy, and I and maybe it was me who who put that. Out. I said, well. You know, you're never too busy for a you know a new friend, right? <laughs> and she's like, um, "I'm busy," oh you my know, goodness. and yeah, yeah. So it was kind of <laughs> tough breaking so into that. Weird. And so she said, "Well, I'm going to be at the car wash at this time, washing my car. If you want to come over there and help me." <laughs> so that was our How's first date. So, washing your car. <laughs> yeah, if you call it a date, but yeah, yeah, that was that is hilarious. Yeah, she was very, very direct, very about business. She knew where she wanted to go. I love it. You know, so, yeah. So awesome. So 23 years later, and here you are. Yeah. You've been parents now for 17 years. Tell us the story of how Jack entered your world. He was your first, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. So yes. tell us about that. So he's our first child, and he was born with an emergency C-section. Okay. And he was in the NICU for 13 days. We didn't wow. know that he had Down syndrome until a couple hours. Yeah. Probably after yeah. he was born. Wow. So you went your whole pregnancy and you had regular ultrasounds, um, but no one said, oh, it looks like he might have Down syndrome. There were probably tests that they asked me to take and uh -huh. I avoided. I didn't do that. Yeah. Mm. What was your perspective on that at the time? Um, whatever, whoever that, our child is. That it didn't matter. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it yeah. didn't matter the outcome. We, yeah. we don't, we love, we have all... All comers, right? That's you know, right. We, we take them as they are. Yeah. Love that. Um, that makes sense. So it wouldn't determine the outcome of anything. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely yeah. not. And probably hindsight, it was better not to know. Mm -hmm. Really just to yeah. be yeah. thrown into, here's parenthood yeah. and mm -hmm. along with it, yeah. mm -hmm. we have special, special needs now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now it's probably quite a, a world shift for you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it kind of started out like uh, getting to the hospital mm -hmm. and a lot of it was high stress to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, 
which did we come thinking we were going to have a C-section? It was an emergency. It was it an was, emergency C-section. So the mm-hmm. baby was stressed. They mm-hmm. said, they said, hey, you know, the vital signs are a little weak. The heartbeat's weak. Um, the baby's really stressed. We need to, and I just remember from that moment, it was like a blur. It was like, yeah. um, I remember the word crash being yelled, crash. We're going to perform and that and everybody it meant everybody went to work this whole team went to work she they threw her on a i guess a a table gurney and rolled her into some doors and so you know and it was just like from there so what made you want to go to the hospital how far along were you at the time i was dilated to eight centimeters oh okay i didn't know that but (laughs) goodness (laughs) when we got there we found that out were you in active labor I guess, but it was back labor. So it was different. So I didn't know. I had sent Brent. I'm like, go get me a heating pad because my back hurts. And then I got up and I cut my toenails. And I was like, if I'm going to be in the hospital (laughs) then, I better take care of something. Well, you know, my perspective's a little different because (laughs) it's, you know, it stressed me out. Yeah. Yeah. She was in a lot of pain. Yeah. She didn't hardly sleep that night. Mm. And so um, she was like, she was like, you know, I, I can't get comfortable, you know? And then finally it was like, there's something wrong. This isn't normal. This isn't, I don't know that we knew what normal was, sure. um, with your first child, but, but normal according to, you know, how everybody else, I guess. Yes. And so, um, so yeah. Um, and I think we had gone in before and I been sent I home. Called. I had called and it didn't sound like labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wow. But then it was. Yeah, so I remember Eight it. centimeters. <laughs> yeah. And I could be fuzzy on this, but it seems like we 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 went in and they they're like, No, no, honey, you're not ready. You'll know when you're ready. Well, she had been I mean, it had been pain. And when she got up, I mean I mean, when you're laying next to your wife and yeah. you're hearing the yeah, it was it was bad. And so All the groaning of the, Yeah, labor. I knew I knew she was in a lot of pain. Yeah. And, and so of course as the man, you know, let's fix this, you know. Yep. And so uh I remember yeah, that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so so we took off and we got there. I remember even the first room that we were in, it was it was early. We got there early. And the woman everything was like um I don't mean to drag this out. Everything was normal, right? And yeah. and she's not making any big fuss about it. And my wife's going, um, hey, there's something going on here. And yeah. finally, when she, when the nurse finally got, I guess, good and ready to come in and kind of take a look, uh-huh. she's like, oh, yeah, honey, you're dilated. You're ready to go. I mean, it was like. So that was crash. No, that was. <laughs> and so that was, um, let's get you in a room. Let's, okay. let's. And so then we're in a room. And it's, and, um, what is the, the placenta, well, I had placenta abruptia where my placenta was tearing away. So that's when they recognized that okay. they brought in papers, like sign this, you're having a C-section. Okay. And 15 minutes later he was born. Well, wow. Well then they had, they had also gone in and, and how they were getting that information was uh, amniocentesis. What was the. It's a little thing they put on your head to try and pull the baby out. Oh, like to help the baby. So they were able to, to detect that he was. So then when crash, when they said crash, it's like everybody started scrambling and into the emergency room, um, the, the surgery room. So you, so you had Jack in a crazy situation, unexpected. Mm -hmm. And then you guys go home and no, we didn't go home. No. Shortly thereafter, they bring me a baby. 
wrapped up, you know, yeah. and like a congratulations, like a burrito. Congratulations, <laughs> Here, yeah, right, right. Um, here's your baby, and so I'm holding, you know, I'm proud daddy and holding this baby. And she says, you know, his blood sugar's a little low. And I'm giving you all the details, but blood wow. blood sugar's a little low. Feed him this bottle, da da da. Yeah. Um, and the breathing, um, the breathing. You know, I could. It was labored. The yeah. breathing was labored and I could tell. And I, so I went back to the nurse and I said, is this, is this, you know, his little chest and, yeah. you know, um, and it's indicative with Down syndrome. Okay. Um, but you low, didn't know this at the I time. Didn't, I didn't know this, but, but yeah. it's low muscle tone. So, mm. so he's, you know, those muscles that open those lungs, yeah. you okay. know, straining. Yeah. Yeah. Under strain and of course weak and you know, yeah. all of the trauma. Right. So anyways, yeah. So she goes, she goes, let me, let me have him back and let me, so she disappears. Mm. So our introduction is that, um, we, we, a doctor comes out and begins to tell us that, um, well, we here's what we have. We have your, your baby has trisomy 21. Mm. Or before they said there's signs, there's certain triggers. Yeah. Palms. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. palms, yeah, yeah. feet. So then uh, they did know, genetic testing mm -hmm. and like a day or two later just to confirm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is difficult. You know, I'm sure you guys probably didn't have this on your radar before you went into the hospital. Sure. How did you guys deal with just your own emotions of, of kind of a change in your world like okay we we're going this way and now it's not that way anymore like how did you guys handle that together well even in the moment yeah in the moment because this is difficult i probably for a lot of couples that have big things happen to them this is a big thing sure and mm -hmm. this causes could cause i could see lots and lots of tension and problems and instead of facing the situation they get aggressive or frustrated or angry at each other mm. Um, how did you guys handle it looking back and maybe some advice for the people listening to that when they go through hard stuff, how do they go about it? Jackson was in the NICU for 13 days. And so that probably, and I was in the hospital for mm -hmm. a little bit longer because of the C-section. And so probably that our focus was on getting him out of the NICU. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy. And so after, I think I was there for four days and then Brett and I went home without him. And so- we spent like we would spend the night at home, and then we would go back, and spend so probably our initial time with him was and one of us, pro would, yeah. you know, figuring out how to just get him home. Yes, mm -hmm. that makes was sense. Was our first focus. So that was the mission. That like was it wasn't yeah. really on. Okay, what how are we going to navigate having a baby with this need? Yeah, it wasn't about that yet. It well, wasn't, and I think our perspective on things helped. Hmm. Talk about that. Let me speak to your, let me, let me go back okay. to, um, yeah, that in that initial bombshell, mm -hmm. you know, of, oh, hey, um, by the way, you don't have a typically developing child. You have a child with special needs. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm being completely honest, it was like, I mean, it was, it was like a, a gut punch. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just so unexpected. And, um, 
And so I remember, and this is why I think community is so important, the church body, the church family, that community, and God, mm-hmm. because um, there was never any thought of, of you know, doing away with, with right. that. You know, I mean, right. I mean, I don't even know that that needs to be said, right? But, right. but I'll say it because maybe it does need to be said. Well, in this some day people, and age, some people sure. do. Yeah. 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 You know, but it wasn't, that was not an option. No, for you. no. And so it, it changed, you know, I think daddies think about, you know, well, first I wanted a boy, mm-hmm. right. You know, that's, you know, did you know you were having a boy? Yeah. Uh, we knew we, he was a okay. boy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I'm, some things are, are so, some <laughs> things are so like, um, you know, stamped in your memory yes. and then other things. Um, uh, yeah, yes, we did. We did know. Um, but you know, baseball and mm-hmm. yeah. climbing a mountain and all yeah. the things that you can do with, um, a boy. And, um, I just remember thinking how, how is that, how is that going to affect, yeah. you know, how is, what's that mm-hmm. going to look like? Yeah. And when I say, um, look like I had a view of that. Mm-hmm. My background, you know, my my parents were involved with some of these special need mm. children. What did your parents um, and do? Adult. Just for our audience, because we know, but you uh, tell, tell they our provided audience. housing um, um, through the state for for these um, well for development developmentally disabled and also. Um, mentally ill and mentally handicapped. Mm-hmm. And so um, that just basically includes the whole spectrum. Yeah. Um, and so housing and um, uh, they all went to school and they were great. They were, they mm-hmm. were fantastic, but I knew them as um, uh, maybe, maybe young adults to, to old adults. I didn't, I didn't know what that meant as far as a child, child right. Yeah. And all the, well, who could have known the work that was going to, you know, yes. go go into it? Yeah. But um, wow. yeah, so yeah, it was wow. huge. And I remember, um, and and so I want to speak to that community part. Um, I think it was the next day after he was born, and you helped me remember. I mean, the whole church. I mean, a, a large number of people just showed up, wow. and um, and of course, you know, my mom is is um, leading the charge, right? You know, as far as but. Um, came into that room and, and just, and we started praying mm-hmm. and it was so powerful. I remember that turned it for me. It just turned it all of that, that unknown and that dark, just, mm-hmm. it was just gone. And I said, well, this is, this is what we got. This is what we're working with. And yeah. and so I, honey, how did you I think for me, it was first, he's our baby. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not to think of him as having disability. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. He's our baby. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's okay. all right. This is very real and raw. Like, it doesn't matter that it's 17 years ago. Like, yeah. you guys have some really solid memories of what that felt oh. like. And you can still feel it today. Yeah. Yeah. And people's perception of that, that whole situation too. And that's, you can feel like probably like defending him too mm-hmm. against everybody's perceptions. Oh, so yeah. there were doctors that I almost, I mean, I was quite a bit more raw than that. I wanted to take to task. I wanted to, because of just complete and total insensitivity mm-hmm. um, on the subject. They, you know, and so, um, and then, 
and then they're they're trying to prepare you. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you know, I mean, they didn't know my background, and but but I didn't have the background of, of a child. Right. So they're trying to prepare you. Look, if it takes um, a normal child two years, it will take, you know, your child four years. Okay. I mean, it was almost like they had this, con- and I fell for it, you know, mm. just not knowing. Um, they were speaking in very definites. It will take him everything longer and there will you know, as if it's a prescription yeah, yeah right very as if scientific we, and as if we had to accept mm. that that's the way it would be wow. mm. and so i think tab and i went to work yeah we we just went to work and we yeah. when we began to realize i mean so our first goal now i'm kind of going back our first goal was the seatbelt challenge the the car seat challenge okay right yeah. you gotta you know so they put him in and we thought we were going home and they put him in the car seat and his oxygen saturation because of that low tone, he can't, you know, was low. And they're like, he's not going home. And I was, I mean, I was beside myself. Yeah. I just want to get out of this place yeah. and go home. Yeah. Home is, you know. And he had already been in the NICU for how He'd many He'd been in days? the NICU for how long? It was a total of 13 days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so and then he had to go back in. Well, he never what? left. He never was able to yeah. leave. And then the night before they decided, okay, probably tomorrow he can go home. We spent the night at the hospital to um, be sure we could take care of him without all of the uh, medical assistance because okay. he had like a breathing, he had a breathing tube and different things to okay. support his oxygen. Yeah. And so we, it was like we were proving our abilities mm-hmm. to yeah. care for him during the night. Yeah, so- like you had to pass a test. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. And 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 he had to pass, you know, mm-hmm. the test. So his mm-hmm. first two weeks, you know, as any child, he's getting stronger, but he's starting way behind the curve. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And so, um, you know, we're exhausted. We're sure. we're up there constantly. Nearly. I mean, we would go home and sleep, but then we yeah. would rise and get back there. You know. What were your conversations like in those first two weeks when you would? get up and okay who's gonna go to the hospital okay we're gonna go together we're gonna go separately like were you guys having any normal everyday conflict or was the focus entirely on like let's get him out of the NICU I would think the focus was on him yeah. There, yeah. and I don't think there was a focus on down syndrome ah, yeah at all. no it that was wasn't. it was that's our baby yeah, yeah. again that's our baby yeah. and there was after that initial as I said kind of gut punch to me, there was no more. This is our child. I yeah. will defend him. I will. Mm-hmm. I will. Whatever. And the turning point was yeah. community coming community. to pray with you. It was. Yeah. It was. They shared in our situation. Yeah. In our, you know. It's the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. Just to summarize a couple of the, the points that I'm hearing is, is to not take the negative information and make that Bible. Agreed. Is to surround yourself with community, Mm -hmm. to see your child as a child, your child, and not something else. Yep. Um, And to focus on what needs to be focused on and maybe not pre, like make fears, just like grow your fears out in the future. Because you could have done that, right? (laughs) Yeah. So... We did not allow their science to dictate our outcome mm. or the way that we approached um, Jack. So, um, and I, you know, mommy, she deserves a crown. I mean, um, a tiara. <laughs> um, 
but uh, just tirelessly working and I mean both of us but the therapies and if if there was something more that could be done mama was going after it you know and and I was the heavy you know I was like what she said (laughs) yeah kind of kind of deal so um yeah we didn't emphasize the down syndrome we I mean whatever he needed medically to to thrive that's what we did Uh but it was more of like what does he need what does Jackson need well, and, and I th- how do we take that as parents? What do we do? Yes. Mm. Well, I think that the need, uh, I mean, is tied to, uh, but but sure. we didn't we didn't view it. It's tied to the the diagnosis, but not. Sure. Um, and so so whatever it was, you know, just like any, hey, we need this child to walk. Yes. Right. So I mean, you know, we need him to crawl. We need him to roll over. We need mm-hmm. him to sit up. Um, you know, so so there would be therapy that came in and mm-hmm. and kind of showed us well um we would amp that up you know yeah. in any way we could you know mm-hmm. no don't no you got to work and i mean i remember uh, thinking this is this is tough on mm. on a baby yeah and you, and the parents you know? and, <laughs> well probably. it's tough us watching <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. but but it's like anything that's tough i'm doing it for your good yeah. it's for your good you're gonna and mm-hmm. so um, so we had regular, um, I mean, we had occupational therapy, we had physical therapy, we had, uh, there's just speech, so speech therapy, therapy there's therapy. been, yeah, anyways. Yeah. So here's a question. So now, now hearing all this, now you guys are kind of like in that life talking about like, okay, now we're raising this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the divorce rates with with of parents with special need kids is around 85 to 87 percent yeah that's very high i mean it's already high divorce rates are already high sure but 87 85 that's really high why do you think like with your background well your background in teaching your background in uh your your parents owned lots of facilities like that why do you think that happens to couples where they can't seem to pull together on something rather than it just, you know, splitting them up. So that was really shocking to hear 85, 87%. That surprises me. Um, And when Brett and I were first talking about this, our thought was what makes parenting a child with special needs any different? Mm. Like it it was kind of, we were like, that's kind of odd Mm -hmm. that that would be a thought. Wow. But then everybody's child is different. Sure. Their needs are different. And we learned on Jackson how to parent. Like we learned patience. We learned, we didn't yeah. know any different. And my sister's like, why do you carry him? I thought, well, if I don't, he's into everything. Like <laughs> I didn't know any different. That is what we did. We worked a lot differently. Like going to the park was not an enjoyable activity. Mm-hmm. And I would see moms pack up their kids and that was like fun. So exhausting. Like I didn't know that I was doing anything different. And mm-hmm. so... I think it helped our perspective on just like raising kids. You just do that. And it's trial by fire because it was your first. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. But we learned. <laughs> yeah. We learned so oh, much. Yeah. But we didn't know any different. And huh. so I think for parents who have had other children and then a child with special needs, the, the learning curve is so different ah, yeah. that, makes that it could really be harder. Mm-hmm. And then every child is different. Yeah. You know, some needs are pretty significant. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. If you love your child, if you really love your child 
right? Um, you give that child whatever he needs or she needs mm -hmm. to move forward to, you know, to yep. progress. And so, um, and I, I, so I think when we read that question, um, I said, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure that it makes any difference because, um, you give them what they need and, and you just go after it. Um, so uh, thankfully, again, so much of this is rooted in the way we believe. Yeah. Right. right? You know, the, um, just the God factor is, is huge here. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so you, um, you know, faith, you mm -hmm. know, Hey, I just know that if we keep on, it's gonna, mm -hmm. right. And so, so, so what has this situation taught you about Brent? Oh man. Um, I'm definitely more patient. Um, when, what does that mean? Um, these kinds of kids, how about this? All kind, all, all kids will, will wear you out. Mm -hmm. But, um, these kinds of kids can wear you out in a different way. Um, and, and they're really kind of, they have no, it's hard to discipline because, um, they act the same, but there's, there's no guile. Um, wow. so, uh, so coming after them, like you might one that knows exactly what they did. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so I remember, uh, attempting to engage at one point. And yeah, give us a Jack story. Uh, <laughs> well, just, I, I don't even remember I, because it, it, it really didn't happen after that. Um, but I went to discipline and the look on his face was, was not, Oh, Hey, I know I did wrong and, and I've got it coming. Uh, um, or it was more like, Hey, what did I do? Uh, you're, you're going to, I wouldn't even call it spanking. You're going to hit me because, mm, right? Because they know? don't even see the difference. Right, yeah. right. Because, because, mm -hmm. and it's, and, and, and they're charmers. Yeah. So, you oh, know, they're, and they're, Jack they're, is they're a charmers. Charmer. And yeah. they're, they're going to. full of love and <laughs> bubbly joy. Oh, and, I love it. And they're going to work you, right? And so that's their, um, I mean, those are some of their gifts. Wow. Yes. Right? So it was like, how do and, I, and, how do I try to change, change him or train him? Well, and this is where I really, I, I bow. Um, mm. It's the hand over hand, the, the, just the tireless. Mm. Um, this is, it's so funny because um, in thinking about some of this, I thought you keep telling them, don't, don't do that. Mm. Don't, you know, and, and it seems like, Wow when are, when is it going to kick in? When are they, you know, that, you know, and so you resolve that, that, well, maybe, maybe they just don't get that. We did though. I mean, there's a lot of help and support out in the community through the medical field. There really is. Okay. Right when he was born, they pushed in. Defense mechanism. So, <laughs> they pushed right, in. Right People there. pushed in so many different supports and it was like, wait. So it took us a couple months and then we got connected with like all the different therapies. Okay. Um, but there are supports out there to help you. So like behavioral therapy um, was one where before we could connect with behavioral therapy, I had to go to a parent training. And I did think, well, I am an educator. And you were um, already in education mm -hmm. at the time? 
Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering like how this shift. Yeah. So much because Mm -hmm. some of the things we were doing was perpetuating some of the behaviors. Uh, And so we learned. Could you help us understand that? Because that might be really helpful. So this is one thing we did in behavioral training is we had to practice. We had to take a behavior. And so Brent would work in the garage and Jackson would go out there where he wasn't supposed to go in the garage. And so he would go out there. Brent would give him a candy and say, go back inside. So Brent was teaching him. It was a reward to go do what you're not supposed to do. Then he would come. So it was this. And so we learned, we came up with a system outside of just locking the door. We had locked it from the, we turned our lock around so that he couldn't, you know, just prevented it. Okay. But there were things like I learned how we, we learned that, oh, actually our behaviors are helping him continue unexpected behaviors, what we don't want. Mm-hmm. And we also, he had a touching behavior where he would touch everything, the uh, walls and everything. It bothered me. Yeah. It probably wasn't a big deal, but it bothered me. Okay. And so he, and one time we were walking out, walking out of someone's house and he just took their candle with him. <laughs> Put the candle back. You know, things that it was because yeah. it's socially, it's not a social norm or right. an acceptable norm. Mm-hmm. But I did through behavioral therapy, I had to take data. Like how many times in one hour did he touch the wall? It wasn't as much as I thought. And so it was me adjusting my perspective mm-hmm. and my ability to handle things like that might bother me, but there's really nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And then learning that might bother someone else, but it's not a big deal. And if somebody wow. else cares, I'm not going to care what they think. Is there an okay. age that, that you're, I mean, how old's Jack when we're, when you're I talking think about the, touching all the walls, he was five or six okay, or seven. But there was quite a while in there, five, six, seven, okay. where I actually don't think I sat down during the day. Like I didn't sit. Wow. Um, and were you still working? Mm-hmm. Wow. She has worked the whole time. Goodness. This is why. But I think I'm this out. is where I think perspective. Well, we both worked the whole time. I, I really think perspective plays a big role in, I didn't notice that maybe other people went to the park and relaxed. Or that people sat down and that they had time for those things. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it didn't matter. Like even now looking back, sometimes like, whew, that would have been tiring. But you don't think about it and you don't come, like you don't think, oh, well, everybody else gets to do that. I don't. I didn't even, that doesn't cross my mind. I would have. (laughs) (laughs) How how old was Jack when um, Piper came into the picture? Four and a half. Four and a half. Right? He's almost 16, 17. 16, <laughs> 17 and 14, two yeah. and a half to three. Oh, Penelope's a four-year gap. Okay. okay. So like okay. three years then. All right. Wow. So yes. when he's three years old, you're still in full-blown, full like you're, you're never sitting down mode. Mm-hmm. You get pregnant again. And when you had Piper, did you start to see some of the differences in what parenting was like with – Piper versus Jack? A few. It took a little bit. I mean, well, her milestones were met more quickly. Okay. Like Jackson, we, um, like he would do push-ups on, we had him do push-ups when he was little, meaning he would, it was it push-ups. He was like a baby, but we would and try and get him to lift his head. And, and then Piper would just do these things uh, and yeah. she would roll over and yeah. then she started walking and she yeah. was talking and articulate. And, and she was, was very articulate she at a was, very young yeah. age. Part of that I think is because Jack trained us mm-hmm. on how to parent. He taught us how to be patient. And yeah. so I think our girls really benefited yep. from mm. that. And it's so true. Like not only are they articulate and very intelligent, but 
all of your kids have the fruit of the spirit emanating from them. And I think that began with the way you parented Jack, the way you had to parent Jack. And then the girls saw that example from an early age. We were discussing um, something that I think this was, again, it, it really, that, that beginning moment, that, that, pardon the use that defining moment sure. right there for us in that hospital room mm-hmm. when everyone was praying and, and, uh, we just decided, I mean, again, and, and maybe you had decided regardless. I mean, but, and and that sounds like I hadn't, it is what Everyone's it is. Everyone's perspective is different. Well, sure. well, it was just, yeah. it was just dealing with the, the blow. Yeah. The shock uh, waves. Uh, uh, the shock mm-hmm. of it, you, you know, to uh, there in no way would I ever, uh, I am, I am so thankful for that child. Yeah. He, he is. He is some of the very best parts of me and I've grown and watching him and, and even I see my dad in him, you know, and, and it's just so much fun, you know, um, uh, but, um, but part of that, we viewed him like he was extra special. I remember taking him shopping and I had set the car seat down. I thought someone's going to steal him Mm -hmm. because he is so special. Like. And everywhere we went, we viewed him like that. Yeah. And I think because that's how we see him, that's mm-hmm. how other people see him. Right. Mm-hmm. If you and they so, do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People who know you. Mm-hmm. I mean, strangers yeah. might see him differently. Sure. But Well, and what's interesting, strangers do come up to us. And I yeah. thought, I have to always look nice, smile, and be polite. Or people are going to get mad at me because they think I'm not treating him well or something. <laughs> well, I yeah. think that's, that's uh, a, a very, very, very powerful example um mm-hmm. maybe to others in that um the way you see your child the way you treat your child that's mm-hmm. the way other people will view them wow. and see and that's them. for all children and yes. and so yeah, um if you think you got a bad batch of this or that right and you act that way then people will respond that mm-hmm. way but when they know and see that you're proud this is my child this is you know mm-hmm. um uh, they may even feel like um, not behaving that way, but they know they're going to meet a mama bear or wow. a daddy bear. And so they're like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> right? But that also or, uh, helps to give our children confidence sure. right. in yeah. who they are. And mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. I love that little, just going back a little bit, I love that um, realization you had of tracking his touches. Mm. And how that shifted your perspective of like, wait, this is not his problem as much as it, or it's my problem. Maybe it's both of our problems. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that also, because rec- I know one time we were at the park and somebody was going to um, help me discipline Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I just decided that's not okay, that okay. that's not what he needed. Uh-huh. And I let them know that I don't do that. And we mm-hmm. don't, sorry, we don't mm-hmm. discipline like that. Mm-hmm. And that's, but knowing that. I know what's best. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Because you've been a, a student of your child is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. These nuggets of advice that you're giving can apply to any parent with any child, right? Because every yeah. child is different. And every child has different needs and different stages. Yes. Well, and that's where we thought, what does it matter? Does it really put an extra strain on your marriage by having a child with special needs or Mm -hmm. having a daughter who's a teenager? I mean, there's... Yeah. Yeah. So your perspective obviously made a difference 
for oh, you. Oh, absolutely. I don't know that we even knew that we were making a conscientious choice or that it was just We have a perspective now. Mm-hmm. When you're yeah. in the trench, you're just slugging yeah. it out. Yeah. You're, just, yeah. you're just doing it. Yeah. What is some advice? Because, okay, you were just doing it. But it was still hard looking back, right? Like, what did you guys do to keep your marriage strong through it? Like, because obviously, even though if you knew it was hard, sure, like, but you didn't know it was hard and it is hard. So how did you guys navigate that and keep your marriage healthy and and you guys are still here today? How'd you do that? Well, we talked about that. We don't, we've left our kids twice overnight. Okay. Um, In how many years? 17. Well, Jack will be 17 this month. Wow. Um, (laughs) So I know other people do that a lot. That hasn't been our paradigm. Like Mm. that hasn't really been available to us. Okay. So I don't think we've thought about it much until we knew we were coming here. Then we start thinking about these things. So you didn't do overnights by yourself. I mean, other than twice. No, but a few years ago for our anniversary, we went to Tahoe and we did get a little bedroom off to the side. Okay. So we had three kids for Uh our anniversary with us. Um, (laughs) And this year, (laughs) happy anniversary. (laughs) But But it didn't, but it's, we're a, we're together, you know. But I don't feel like that. We missed out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See. So how did you come to not feel? That you didn't miss out. Not. I think addressing it just in, you know, with the questions, uh I think, hmm, oh, twice in 17 years. Mm. Hmm. But you know what? We've really enjoyed doing things as a family. Yeah. Oh, there's been little minor inconveniences, you know, probably, you know, might have made more at the time. But Mm -hmm. looking back, I realized that it's caused us to be stronger. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we're, we're better, you know, we're better together. Yes. We need our alone so time. But. You clearly have perspective looking back, right? Oh, yeah. talk to the person who is in the trenches and they're like, they don't have, perspective. man, I don't have perspective. <laughs> I see all my friends having overnighters and vacations and, and this is their second kid. And, or, <laughs> yeah, and they're like, and we can't do that. Like, and they're kind of in that doom and gloom stage. What would you say to them? So there's a poem called Welcome to Holland okay. by Emily Kingsley, and it was written more towards the Down syndrome population, talking about a man who was on a plane to Italy okay. and ended up in Holland. And he's like, this is not my destination. Mm. Sorry. That's good. So finish it. Oh, that's good. Take a minute. So finish the poem. <laughs> It really describes the nuances of, of this is not, I'm not as versed on the poem as, as you are, but basically this is not what I expected. Yeah. I'm, I'm not where, you know, I thought I was going to be, mm-hmm. but, but as he began to embrace where he was, mm-hmm. um, he begins to realize the beauty of the place that he is. Okay. And, and so I, I think this has been our, our journey. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not what I expected. It's, mm-hmm. it's not what we, um, ever thought, even though I had some background in it, mm-hmm. it's not what I ever thought, but, but it's by far, um, been the best. Wow. Um, you know, and, and I'm not sure that, um, 
I'm not sure I wanted to go to Holland or <laughs> go to Italy because Holland well, was a beautiful yeah, place. Yeah. yeah, and it talks about how the man in Holland sees his friends going back and forth to Italy. Mm. He can't go, mm. but it's okay. Ah, yeah. so good. It's wow. really you know what, powerful. You know what I'm hearing a lot of, and I wonder how often you guys turn to this, is I, I hear your ability to look at your situation and to feel gratitude for what you have. Oh. Yeah. Like that's that's... I don't know, a virtue, Mm -hmm. but that's a beautiful thing. That's what I'm hearing. You know, um, you know, speaking to the challenges of, of parenting, um, I think people have to, there's very little gratification that comes. Um, they eat, (laughs) right. They get sick. We take care of them. We pay their bills. We, (laughs) you know, I mean, I mean, um, uh, we wipe, you know, they're yep. change their diapers yep. and yeah. all of the stuff that, that we do make sure that they're getting their education. So, um, but if we can remember that, um, the future is bright and, and if we can stay in the trenches, um, this little guy or this little girl's going to be something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm investing. They're the new improved her. And me, mm-hmm. um, isn't that what we're trying to do? Isn't that what we're trying to? Right. That's the goal. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter. Um, it really, I mean, the only thing that really matters is 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 they love Jesus. But any of the, you know, any of the the baggage or the the setbacks or the mm-hmm. disabilities or that stuff doesn't that in the scheme of things. But even in the trenches, it is gratifying. Mm-hmm. Like every day, really. I, it's exhausting, but it is gratifying. How do you do that? Because not everybody does that. I don't know. I do think it is perspective. I do think knowing what you have control of and what you don't and accepting that. And at first, when Jackson was born, it was a little bit hard because I do plan a lot. You are a planner. And so <laughs> recognizing that I can plan for today and I can I think about the future but I don't know. I'm not, I want to be clear. I I don't sit in a seat that says it's not gratifying. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm splitting hairs here. (laughs) Um, It's not gratifying to me in the trenches, but it's extremely satisfying. Right. It, it, it's still, I think to me, to me, it's the way I view it. The gratification comes later. Okay. When I know, like when those, when people walk up to you and they say, Oh, that's your daughter. That's, Oh, that's, Oh, that's Jack. Oh, I just met him. Oh, darling. Or he is, you know, that's gratifying to me. You probably Um, get a lot of that now. Well, yeah, but, but that those early years, it was still satisfying. Mm -hmm. Just, I don't think it's, I don't think Mm -hmm. it's, I don't think it's gratifying by my, (laughs) and again, maybe I'm splitting hairs, but yeah, well, I don't think you can like meet Jack. And not smile. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. You know. Well, in his worship, I mean, oh I, I love his I worship. Love he is, again, it's that, you know, mm-hmm. gung ho. Yeah. You know, he's all in. Yeah. He's in the choir. Yeah. But he's yeah. all in always. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think that is something else is we didn't, talking about perspective, we didn't tell Jackson, well, you can't do that. Yeah. Right. Mm. And I remember when Penelope discovered that he had Down syndrome and we never didn't say it. We, yeah, talk I mean, about that. So you have three kids. Three kids. Two years apart each. Two to three. Well, Penelope's nine. So five years younger, four and a half years younger than Piper. Okay. Mm. And then Jack and Piper are two and a half, three okay. years. 
Um, Penelope, what, she was like five and she said, like, Jackson has Down syndrome? What is that? Mm-hmm. And she was starting to put it together. Yeah. But we, we never didn't talk about it. It's yeah. a part of who Jackson is, but it doesn't define this is our family. Him. Yes. Mm. And it was like a real dawning. It was, but it was interesting that she didn't think any different. Yeah. And yeah. Piper and Jackson have, or Piper and Penelope have always embraced him as big brother. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, That's so beautiful. Yeah. When you reflected on that moment of like, wow, she, she just got it. How did that make you guys feel? I don't know. I remember where we were when she said she's like, it was like a dawning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think recognizing that we view Jackson for who he is yeah. mm. and we treat him with no limits mm-hmm. and we don't expect anybody else to put limits on him. Mm-hmm. And so the girls hadn't either. Yeah. You find out the true quality of your kids. Um, I think when in those moments of revelation, when it's like, Oh, you know, because there's this part of them that begins to to come out and change and to accommodate, you know, and to and to love at a different level because, oh, oh, there's a disability, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and so, oh, they still fuss and you know what I mean? They're they're siblings. They still do all of that. But there's a definite understanding that um it's my brother and he's special and I love him. Yep. And, and, and while I might jab him, don't you try it. That's right. They you stand know? together. And so you, they you, do. They do. They the stand together. The three of them together. have a really good bond. And you know? so you, you, again, seeing that quality and, and it's another one of those tells that, you know, we did something right. Yeah. You know? Well, and I would say the girls have developed special skills that not everybody has. Like children their age don't possess yep. because of their experiences yeah. You know, navigating with Jackson, navigating just our family. Little, little tabbies. <laughs> That's exactly they what I was thinking. Tabbies. They're, they're little tabbies. And Tabby has, she's yeah. got the stuff. <laughs> I'm glad you think so, <laughs> yeah, She does. She does. So I'm, I'm very proud. I'm very, you know. Yes. Yeah. So, wow. you know, I, can I go back just to sure. one That's thing? Fine. You know, you mentioned um, that divorce rate. I did not know what that divorce rate was. But growing up, um, and, and being kind of in that community of people, I would meet the parents. There would be, um, there would be little dances that they would have for them and little get togethers. And okay. so, um, and I remember hearing the stories and there was even divorce back then in those communities and, mm. and that, um, and how, how that the siblings even, because, and it, it's a total leadership thing. It's a total, uh, mom and dad thing, um, uh, these kids demand um, a little more attention than the next. Sure. Um, some normal kids develop, you know, some yes. typically developing demand more than the next guy, right? right. And so we, we deal with those. But um, yeah, I would hear, I would say, uh, I can remember saying to my mom and dad, how come, uh, you know, the parents never come and visit Um you know, what's, you know, and, um, later realizing, um, um, that often there was divorce and, um, and that these children were placed in, in homes, um, because of these very reasons, it, it, um, I don't know how to say it other than it, it, the siblings would turn on these children. I mean, literally, um, they're not like me. 
Wow. They'd have bitterness against oh, them yeah. because well, of the and, focus being on that child. And 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 the need being great. Mom was, you know, trying to take yeah. and and that yeah. was like you don't care. There were a lot of, you don't well, care about and me and, and yeah, you know. But with that, what we have recognized, and some of this you don't do intention, you don't know you're doing it until you reflect on it, is that if one of the other, if the girls need something, like if Piper has a need or Penelope has a need, then Jackson does have to wait. Mm-hmm. Now, there's times where his needs are pretty known and it requires immediate response. But sometimes it's, no, you'll wait. Mm-hmm. And I want Piper to know I prioritize her. And Penelope to know that. Mm. And Brent brought up, as we were talking about this, that he needs attention too. (laughs) Well, that's right. And and so do you. Yeah. You know, the the, the deal is, is I think think when that's going on, when when that child is, um, for lack of a better way, driving a wedge between Mm -hmm. everybody in the room and they can do it and they know probably again, like any other child, and they know... um, the timing is impeccable, right? Not, and not, <laughs> not a good way. Um, um, but, but, but there's a redundancy, you know, yes. I mean, you can give some kids a stare, right. And they like, okay, I better go sit down. Right. Um, um, not so. And so that, that yeah. redundancy and that intensity and, um, and so you have to, you know, you have to draw the lines. And I think in some of those other homes, those lines weren't drawn. And before long, you have two people who are adults that this is just creating hell, Yeah. you know, in their learning how to teach a young little boy where the boundaries are is Mm -hmm. vitally important for him to function later in society. And for your marriage to function. Absolutely. Yeah. And with that, sometimes I will employ, um, methods or strategies that I wouldn't with another child. Mm. So go ahead and you can hang out on the computer while I have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Whereas because I realize where, what he's doing well and what he needs support in. And so if I need this quiet mm-hmm. time right now, go ahead so I can have a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I realize that if Brent's need is more or Piper or Penelope, if their need is, mm-hmm. is bigger, then I need to respond to that. That's really and being good. okay with that. Because Yes. Sometimes it's like, oh, do I allow him to do that or right? Um, yeah. And so just recognizing it's okay. Yeah. Mm. So the same method of prioritizing your husband or your wife uh, helps you guys stay connected. It's the same method that helps the girls not feel like they're less important or they're not prioritized. Yeah, and so it was. It was pausing, setting boundaries with Jack, parenting mm-hmm. a little differently based on his need, and focusing on each other or the girls when there was a need there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good at broken continuity in a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm, I'm not, especially if I know it's. Just let me get this said, uh-huh. and then you've got. Um, that you've got a child who is insistent that what they've got, they're not just demanding, they are they are grabbing it and interrupting it, <laughs> tearing that wire, that continuity apart, right? <laughs> and so um, and so I think those are the frustrators. Those yeah. are the where I'm like, you know, at times, and I, you know, I've gotten better, but I don't know how much better. We have but, you locked know, them we, in the backyard one time. We're like, stay outside, we're gonna have a conversation. <laughs> 
but, but you know, you, you work at that. Desperate and, measures. Uh, yeah. They I, were I, safe out there. It was yeah. fine. <laughs> well, and give, give parents hope who are in those younger stages where like, for instance, tonight you said, oh, we've started letting them stay home. The three of them by themselves. Well, and oh, this morning, yeah. so Jack's on quarantine cause he has surgery next week. Oh. And so he has chores in the morning. And uh-huh. this morning he was up like, doing the cleaning, dusting the furniture. He was getting everything getting done. The chores done. And I was like, Jackson, because he has a little cough, I'm like, take this medicine now. Because uh-huh. if he's sick next week, it doesn't work out for us. Okay. But um, he's like, I'm doing my chores first. And so he was up doing chores. Laundry was not on his list, but he saw some laundry, so he started handling it. So, yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't because we just let him do whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. we did insist he grow. You're in... Yeah. You're like, in Tabby's army. We, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. But we didn't. It would have been easy in the moment. <clears throat> and it would have been gratifying for the whole family sometimes to mm-hmm. say, that's okay. You don't mm-hmm. have to do that. You don't mm-hmm. have to stretch yourself. Mm-hmm. But we won't. Yeah. Because he will benefit from us right. forcing him to meet his potential. And he wants to. Yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah. I mean, at the time, it may have felt like a little bit of pressure. Sure. But now, I mean, look at the fruit of, of yeah. those years. Because yeah. mm-hmm. there are a lot of, that I know of, Down syndrome uh, folks, adults, that are less social. Like, I would say Jackson is probably the most social person with Down syndrome that I know, you know? And so, like, I, I think that's probably a result of not just his personality and temperament, but your guys' parenting. And not setting limits. Yeah. I think the, that is important. Like we weren't scared. Some parents I think set limits because they're scared and they're fearful. Mm-hmm. So Jackson wants to ride around the block by yeah. himself on his bike and I was going to allow it. Piper comes out there crying. Don't let him. Because oh. she was afraid for, uh, you know, the things that could be, yeah. well, could I be out there. I haven't been game for that. Uh, yeah. uh, let, me, let me tell you why. Yeah. Um, I believe that he's fully capable um, it's the car backing out of the driveway that doesn't see him. Yeah. And so, um, and so that's the daddy part mm-hmm. I've watched. Um, the other night they went to the mailbox and on, on your way back, I was sitting on a stump right directly in front of him mm-hmm. and he, he, he didn't pick me up. He did, he did not spot me. And but he will go around the block. By himself. Like, he will. And he did twice. Oh, now, he, I followed in the van. Yeah. He didn't see it. Yeah. So he's like, send up the we drone. Shadow. We shadow him. We, but he will. And yeah. that is, you know, so we're not going to limit him. Whereas I think some parents, for fear of safety, yes. they won't allow their child out there to fail mm-hmm. or to get hurt. Where Jackson fell a lot. Like, learning to walk learning all the different things he's learned to do, he had to fall. And it could have appeared to others that we were being mean, yeah. but we had to learn how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. But how much better his, is his life now mm-hmm. that he's fallen? And it, how much better is it for yes. us that yes. we can leave them all at home alone? Exactly. And well, it's and fine. His experiences, you know, he draws from those. Um, we're with Sly Park. Um, oh, yeah. We went and stayed. There was a school trip. And so I was a chaperone in the dorm with him. And we went on hikes. And look, his physical, his knees would not allow that. Mm-hmm. But I said, no, we're, we're going. And so I strapped him to my back, you know, wow. and, and hiked. He's 100 pounds. <laughs> 
and and wow. but we went Worn up now, right? We went. Up, <laughs> yeah. We did it. We we, we went up and down those hills, but but he draws from those. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll he'll reach back and go, yeah. You remember when we did this? Oh. We did that. So, so we've so made awesome. a way for whatever yeah. is out there for him. We'll make a way for him. He wants it. to drive. Who knows? Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, you're not counting it out. No, no. And yeah. we gave, no. I gave him the the um, book to study by, uh-huh. and he gets motivated at times, and he reads through it, and he's like, "I'm ready." I'm like, "All right, you'll take the test, and the state of California will help determine if uh-huh. you get your license." Sure. Yeah. Um, but we do know someone who has Down syndrome who got her driver's license. Wow. And it took her three years of driver's training. She's okay. a little bit older, but it's. It's, it's possible. It, it is, is possible. possible. Yes. And so we don't set limits. Like, why would you set limits? We don't so set good. limits for ourselves. That's so good. Or we shouldn't. Why would you be the one that says, sorry, you're not capable of doing that? And it is actually, Piper has mentioned a few times, do you know, Jackson doesn't stop. Like, noticing maybe some other people who have limits set on them mm-hmm. and recognizing that, why would you do that? Mm. Mm. So even the girls are starting to recognize mm-hmm. the difference in the way that yeah. you guys do life as a family. Yeah. Fear, fear will often dictate those ah. those boundaries. Those totally and yeah, and it's out of love. A parent loves their child; they want to protect them. Sure, mm-hmm. but then they shelter. But them. you're but you're going to wind up. You're going to wind up loving and protecting them their whole life. You know, <laughs> and exactly. that leads to frustration. To that's right. Progress. Mm, yeah. yeah, and that's I love that. that's hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, such good points. Um, for those listening, what are some resources that you could, I know we're talking about Down syndrome, um, maybe some people that out there that have Down's kids and they're trying to figure out how to do it better. Uh, are, are there any resources that you could point people to, to help them with that journey? Well, that poem, yeah. welcome to Holland. Um, in California, we have ultra regional centers, which have not been that resourceful to us yet but i think as he gets older okay that will be more resourceful the public school system has more resources than a private school mm-hmm. they just True. do because yeah. they have all the different therapies they have the network to support the kids mm-hmm. um and i work in a homeschool environment and i see a lot of kids with special needs come because the parent is protecting them and they are afraid to put their child out there. Yeah. Mm. And then their child does not benefit from other people's input. Mm. Wow. Um, there's also like, I've connected with a Facebook group, but really, there's the some down, of those I haven't there's a, I think, I believe connected it's with that the much. Down Syndrome Alliance, and mm-hmm. they tell of events like there's, um, uh, remember we had Jack going to, there were walks oh, and yeah. runs yeah. Um, for We haven't connected as much, though, with the Down syndrome community. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess because we have a church community. Yes. It's very involved. And we don't. Yep. And so we don't have that need. Yeah. Not just the need, but they're kind of a really progressive crowd. Group. Just just a really liberal Mm -hmm. um, crowd. So I took Jack, wanted to go to... uh, a dance at, um, and I, you know, normal, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't take my girls to a a, a dance, Mm -hmm. um, at Laguna town hall. Uh And so I took him and of course, uh, met a lot of the mommies and daddies and Mm -hmm. the teachers and the host and all of that. And an exceedingly liberal, (laughs) um, 
you know, group of people. Yeah. Um, so <coughs> I don't know that, that that would be a crowd just generally as, um, just in, with our belief system sure. that I would, you know, but there are encourage. like Facebook groups. There's different groups you can reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably just the camaraderie of knowing someone else who's yes. in a similar position. I was just going to say, I yeah. think to find a friend and do it on a, on a more um, right. individual in level, like we I have, think would be better. We met someone in the Target parking lot when Jack was little. Mm-hmm. She has a child who's a couple years older and she recognized Jack and so we exchanged numbers and we've seen her recently at a piano recitals. Like, so we've mm, not cool. stayed in touch a lot, mm-hmm. but enough because the community is a little bit smaller. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. if I had a Down syndrome kid, I would want to probably call you guys and be like, all right, yeah. let's get together. <laughs> He's we- throwing his food again. What do yeah. I do? And there have been families, um, that, that we kind of, what was your friend, um, Anyways, I'm drawing a total blank, but um, I played soccer with him. Oh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And that we stayed in touch. And there and, are like that soccer was a special soccer league for kids with like, um, special needs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, there like-minded is, mom. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yep. conservative values, I think, sure. you know. And, but and I meant like sometimes you just have to kind of be vulnerable and you have to allow for other networks that might be from Government supported networks sure. mm-hmm. yeah. to help connect because that's how I connected with him was through someone else, mm-hmm. you know. So and being you have to be proactive too. Yeah. Yeah. It, you really do have to be proactive. And one more thing that I thought about is you can't have too much me time. Mm-hmm. Like our world is so focused on me time. Yes, Brent didn't know what me time was. <laughs> well, because because I'm like you, you don't know that's you got to have it to know it, right? But a lot of women, you know what I'm talking about, me time. Everyone's like, well, I need my me time. Well, no, you don't. Like, what what makes you think you need me time? I mean, I think you have to take care of yourself. But but the world's not about you. And when you choose to get married and you choose to have kids... It's not about you. Now I got to ask you, Adam, do you know what me time was? Yes. You, you do? <laughs> and I like it. You, you are, you are evolved. Are you, like, are you, you woke? don't know. You're woke. <laughs> well, I'm awake. I'm awake right now. But I do think there's a selfishness of that that might be hard on yeah. a marriage, hard on your family because you think yeah. you need all this time to yourself. And yes, you need time away. You need a break, mm-hmm. but maybe not so much of a break. Um, and maybe you should reshift your focus yeah. away from yourself yeah. and yeah. on the needs of those around you. Yeah. Mm. That's good. That is good. That's good. So for those who say like, and I know we're winding down, but just a little bit of practical advice from you guys on this for those who say like, Oh, I do need a break and I haven't gotten a break in years. Like I, I need a pause even if it's a date night, I mean, we recommend couples have date nights once a week. You know, I know mm-hmm. that might feel excessive for someone in your shoes, but the studies show that when people have date nights sure. once a week, they are less divorce prone, significantly less divorce prone. And so I'm curious when you guys have, because I know you have gotten away for a couple time, even if it's not overnight, mm-hmm. um, what are some practical ways that people can seek resources and support respite babysitters especially if people might be hesitant to say I think I'm capable of watching kids or caring for kids who have a disability and we'll get right back to the interview but what we want to do is make you aware that we have a resource around this whole subject of 
talking with your kids about sexuality. It is called Having the Talks. And in Having the Talks, we address things like homosexuality, transgenderism, but even just the basics of sexuality, like anatomy and identity. Um, we start the whole deck off with identity, and it's a resource for parents and children to play together. You can play it like a game, and it helps children as young as age three all the way up to teenhood. There's um, really two decks in one because we have questions for younger children and on the other side of the card, it's a question, same question, but for older children. Yes, and this deck is designed to really bring these subjects up um, organically so that you can um, really have this discussion with them and, and open a safe place for you to be an askable parent. So you could go to havingthetalks.com and get your deck and um, it will actually reroute you to Amazon and you can get it tomorrow. Next you, day shipping. Yeah, if you ordered it today. All right, link in the show notes. Back to the interview. I think Alta Regional mm-hmm. um, provides respite provides care. Respite okay. care. And you can and choose, you can, but that's within the state of California. Okay. In other states, I don't know what networks are now, available. Now, they may not be like-minded as you, but they'll give you the night off, Ah, you know, or what have you. So if you're looking, but you can, you can find, if you can have your babysitter go sign up, you know, there are Mm -hmm. ways to do it where you're uh, someone else and they'll get paid for it. Ah, Okay. So there are. um, And I I really think communicating with your local school because Mm -hmm. the schools are connected. Yeah. So through, um, Piper had a little friend in preschool who has, um, autism I think and so that mom was like hey our church is offering respite oh that's right and mm. so we would take and they they offered this like once a month or every few months and you could bring all your kids okay and it was a safe environment and so we did that for a while and that then we thought so well cool. we're not going to be converts we feel a little guilty <laughs> taking so we had lots of dates just not overnight dates yes. okay well, now that I'm now also, that we're talking yeah, about, yeah. So and, been, but for there's a spell where you just don't really get a lot of sure. support. But we have had yeah. um, a date on the front lawn with lawn chairs. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where the kids, as long as they're safe inside. And that, yeah. not everyone has that situation. Yeah. So once they're asleep. We'll put, <laughs> well, or, or at least somewhat preoccupied. But yeah. um, we'll go out back by the pool and, mm-hmm. you know, and That's I mean. Good. But when they were smaller, Jackson really, like, he didn't stop. Unless he was asleep. And so we did need someone to help us. Like we found, you know, amazing babysitters that would come to our home. Yes. Um, And you found that through church community. We found that through our church community. I think think if you don't have a church community, you need one. I often wonder how people do it without that. And then also not being afraid to allow people to help you. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Mm Mm-hmm. I probably wasn't as willing to allow people to help. Like, I just didn't know. And probably being more open and just letting someone, if they want to take my child, like, yeah, go, you know, okay, let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) But I, and we were probably super protective Mm -hmm. of all of our kids. Uh, But being willing to allow them, our kids to experience being with others and to allow us that break. Yeah. But being open to that. And that probably, especially when the kids were younger, we were like, no way. We're not letting, trusting anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. we probably needed more help. We needed people. So it requires both having the resources, the community of helpers, and your willingness to relinquish yeah. that control or, or safety net. Yeah. 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 That's good. We might have had a little PS 
what is it? Post-traumatic stress syndrome, you know, just in the way he entered the world. And mm. so it was like, it was like, no, no, we'll, you know, there were people I can remember that offered, uh-huh. you know, and. But it was almost more stressful. Yeah. 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 And I think if Not it's more to. stressful, I mean, you do yourself a favor and yeah. just. Yeah. The benefits don't you know. outweigh the risks. But what I do love is that you do become exceedingly resourceful mm. um and and again you know so we just started when we would do things we just we just all did it together yeah mm-hmm. and and that's powerful actually well and i would say to um, friends of people with kids with special needs offer to help mm. yeah i love that yeah because maybe someone's like tabby and doesn't know that they can actually ask mm-hmm. yeah and honestly I think it's it's good to have a window into other people's lives and to bless them because they yes. can re- you can reciprocate and keep their kids, especially sure. if you're a trusted yeah. source. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, so good. good. Such good advice, you guys. And just I think the overarching theme here is perspective. Yeah. If you can view this through the lens that you guys have described, man, your journey will still have some challenges, sure. but you're gonna have so much more joy. Yeah. You're going to have so much more peace. I think I just see peace in you guys. Like you guys are able to just sit here at peace knowing that you have done a good and faithful job of parenting all three of your kids. I've tried. Yeah. Yeah. And you've actually left them at home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They're at home. And and really I'm very comfortable with that. And that's a more recent event. How how long? Two years ago was the first time we left them alone. Were you a nervous wreck? Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah, it was, it was in like, the evening. It was an evening wedding. And, yes. and, and we would overlap. Oftentimes, different kind of overlaps. Like, she'd be like, what time are you going to be home? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to go here. Uh-huh. And so as long as it was like 10, 15 minutes, okay. right? You know? Yeah, yeah. So then I would be home and I'd so walk So you warmed in, up got, with those little right, overlaps. Right. So it was a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And then finally, it was like, okay, they got this. And of course, we have two many tabbies so yes. so you know <laughs> Very no no jack jack really actually he is so responsible yeah he really is yes and um so so the hard work has paid off i love really that has and i look forward to it's really amazing i'm sure people are listening going wow so hard work can actually pay off oh yes. absolutely you know absolutely so good yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode and we're going to ask you the same question that we ask all of our interviewees. And that is rewind back to your first couple years of marriage. And what advice do you wish you would have received? And then fill in the blank. Dear young married couple. Move away from your community mm. for a year. Ooh. Yeah. Can you expound upon that? Outside of all of your influences... And grow together. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Even if yeah. you can't physically move away, remove yourself. Hmm. There's leaving, cleave. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. There yeah. you go. Yep. Yep. Because you don't know the power of the influences around you. Yeah. I mean, all over, you know, your neighborhood, your church community, your family community, those yeah. are influences and yeah. it's impacting the way we behave. It's not about them anymore. It's about you. Mm. and it's learning about, it's yeah. about you too right. you know and so if and you have growing, opportunity to move away together. i'd move away for a year and then wow. come back wow 
Yeah. I love right. it. Very yeah. particular, strong sounds, advice. Well, and that, and that <laughs> we sounds, talked about that before. <laughs> well, well, I, you know, and, and as, as, before we came here, as good. you were king yeah. on that, you know, on that being strong. I, and I, I do recognize that it's strong, yeah. but, um, but I think it's, I think it is so valuable. Oh yeah. I think it is so valuable. I, I mean, we had that you similar experience yeah. and we really did. It really helped form us mm-hmm. into who we are today. I, I think it just gives you that, like, the autonomy teaches you something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That really can't be learned when you're reliant on yeah. mom and dad and brothers and sisters to come through for you. Or mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the people that you would normally go to, right, you know, to work through or to what, what whatever it is, that's who I should be going to mm-hmm. to work through. Yes. Yeah. Right. A reorientation. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so too often, I think those, um, those outside influences, um, or the, or I should say the normal influences yeah, that, have, yeah. that have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't even recognize those, yeah, that but, it's influencing But they're in the way. Sure. Mm-hmm. They're in the sure. way. And we're talking healthy families too. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. guys yeah. both had yeah, we love family them. who share a lot of the same values yeah. and, yeah. you know. But it would have made us more reliant on each other. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Quicker. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think like what you said, Brent, too, like the reluctance to listen to the influence of your spouse mm-hmm. is is there when you're pitted against your mom who's been there for Sure. You know, thirty yeah. years, twenty years, whatever it is. Like, sure. well, I'm supposed to now listen to you. But my mom's still talking. Sure. Yeah. Well, she's talking even though she's not next to me. (laughs) Really, I can hear her. True. Right? And so, yeah. And so you have to break those. I, I, you take the good for sure. And, um, but, but not that there's bad, but you, you take what is applicable. Yeah. And then, but you got to start. We've never had that advice, but I like that advice. Yes. It's good. Well, and maybe it's not doable to physically move away. I mean, that's, but be aware and. Well, and leave and cleave is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. So good. So good. Well, thank you guys so much for making time out of your busy schedule to come and pour into the couples listening. It's really an honor. And you guys are doing it. It's really awesome to to hear all your tips and strategies. Thank you. Thank you. We're grateful for you guys. It's an honor. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you. We love you guys. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.